So, welcome to What Are You Guys Talking About? Today we do The Green Knight. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is, because this was controversial, Ed. Like, I haven't we haven't, <laughs> I haven't spent a lot of time talking to Ed about this. I only told him it was on Amazon Prime. I've watched it twice now and said, you have to watch this mm-hmm. film. I love it, mm-hmm. I love it, I love it. Mm-hmm. So, but, not everyone loved this film. In fact, about it was about a 50-50 split from my friends. You know, the, the okay. usual Facebook kind okay. of people who watch films. Okay. Some people are like, it's awesome. Other people are like, it's stupid. Okay. And it had a low cinema score because it's A24. I mean, idiots. All of you. <laughs> Which no. we will deal with in first impressions. So, but welcome to the show, everybody. If you're joining us for the first time or you haven't been with us for a while, obviously it's Ed and I talking about the studio, talking about what we do, but always doing that in the context of something we've watched this week or a bunch of stuff that we've watched this week. Because I feel that gives you the best context and how filmmakers like us kind of go about doing our daily, you know, filmmaking thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's important to kind of, uh, you know, get a taste of, of what is out there, to, to, to feel the zeitgeist. I know that's one of your favorite words. Yeah, well, as a producer, like the zeitgeist word ended up taking all, taking huge legs because as a producer, you do search for that. That's why mm. you, I watch so much content, mm. you know, compared to what I used to, because you mm. just want to kind of understand what are people watching right now and what what are the trends, kind of what's moving. And it's not, it's the kind of thing that when I was a kid and maybe a teenager, I thought, oh, it's like brain surgery. It's not. Like, you just have to watch the trends and then, you know, take an educated guess. Yeah. So that's, know, take that's, inspiration as well. Yeah. And that's the other bit. So, I mean, from our end, the producer side of things is kind of knowing what's hot right now, what would be good to make. But from the director and the writing perspective, it's very much kind of what inspires you. What mm. what what does, and, and that's why this one will be a good show to, for us to talk about because we were both very inspired by The Green Knight and, and very much loved it. So, if you want to catch us, we are on SoundCloud as the main platform. That's probably where you're getting us now. But we are on other podcasting platforms like Podbean or... Uh, iTunes, we can get us through Apple Podcasts that way. Um, just about everywhere. I'm not sure if we're actually on Anchor FM, so I just realized that. So I might be trying to get us on there. Um, but that's the easiest way. The other good way to get a hold of us is through the website, which is www.lovevictoriaproductions.com. We have Facebook pages for the studio and for us. We have Instagram with Jesse J. Chirot and LVP. We have TikTok with LVP Film Life. We have Twitter with at MouthLoveVictoria and at AnanaskiProd or LinkedIn. Again, same kind of thing, just a company page. But all of those social media you know, points we do look at on a daily basis. So if you need to get a hold of us, that's the one of the multitude of ways. But we would encourage you to look that way. As I said, the website has everything, but our Facebook page would be pretty comprehensive in showing you at least the latest stuff that's coming out from us. And like we always say, please like, share, and subscribe. We have had a growing user base over the past two years. It's been really wonderful, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Every time, you know, in the Dirty 20, I get one of those, you have a new subscriber. It just makes me happy. So, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Thank you so much for all of you that are already part of the community. Please, you know, share us around and get your friends to join in too so we can have more conversation. It's the only thing I wish people were like more 
I don't know if argumentative the words, but more vocal in the comments. Because yes. we are just, we're talky people. Like, <laughs> we don't mind getting into like a... a, a, a... And it, it helps incredibly with the algorithm, so please comment. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So yes, there we go, that too, please comment. Alright, so, first impressions, Ed. Green Knight. Oh. Available for, f- not free, it's available yeah. on Amazon Prime right now. It's the I'm only way you can that. get it in, in, in the UK at the mm-hmm. moment. You can't get the Blu-ray until... They less distributed out here. Mm. But that being said, who is this film for? Oh, uh, okay. So I I came I came into watching this film a little bit angry with it. Okay. Um because uh it was released both in the cinema and on um Amazon Prime at the same time. Yes. And like I work at a cinema and we put it on, no one came to watch it. And what the stag played the Green Knight? Yeah, the stag played the Green Knight. <laughs> That's really surprising. Like, yeah. The Curzon. I saw it at the Curzon yeah. when I was up at Fright Fest. It was yeah. still playing at yeah. the Curzon. I was going to go. Uh, but yeah, and, and you know, you take risks on these. But then I I watched it and I was angry because people didn't come and watch it. It's so good. I, I mean, know. to see that on a big screen would have been amazing. Oh, it, it like it's it's hard it's hard to explain as well because. I kind of went through a little bit what I went through with where I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Who who's this for? First impressions, okay? Because uh, I, I, you know it, it was just really that good. Um, I think that people who love uh, cinema, who are aficionados of uh, you know beautiful wide takes and incredible lighting and things like that, I think they would really enjoy this film. And I think anyone who likes mythology and fantasy and that kind of thing would also absolutely love this film. Is it perhaps a little bit too art house for a for a a, a wide kind of you know smash hit? Um, perhaps, but it's one of the things that I like the most about it. So I wouldn't want it to to, to be more commercial or more child-friendly in any way. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And I think that's, that's the, you know, the counterpoint from Jason, which isn't really a counterpoint at all. It's just affirming what Ed's saying. Like, listen, if if you are one of those people that hates, like, like you know, Midsummer is a very easy example, <laughs> where people were like, I fucking hated that film because it was so long and mm. didn't make sense. Like, then don't watch this film yeah. because the, you will have nearly the same impression. There are lots of things. There's not a lot of dialogue in this film, no. which I loved. Oh. There's not a lot of dialogue at all, and there's a lot of parts that are vague or ambiguous, which mm. I told Ed, like, if you want the details on the non... If you want it to be non-ambiguous, just read the article in Vanity Fair where he explains at least his take on on how he did all this. I love the ambiguity, though. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. And it, it's, one of my favorite And it's things, deliberate, right? because mm. when they had the, you know, the ending and things like that, they talked about, like, that they wanted to leave it so you could do what you wanted to do. Mm. And we'll talk about that once we get past spoilers, because I, I, there was... A couple things mentioned on that but listen it is art house but again i find this sometimes i say it like art house light or art house introductory mm. paul thomas anderson is more like pure art house to me like if you don't appreciate those types of cinema stuff then he is going to be difficult for you to climb right into based on what i've seen like the master and and, and some of the more you know esoteric anything with joaquin phoenix i'm always like <laughs> you know aside from joker which apparently resonated with some people but mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was like that heady, heady stuff, heady stuff, yeah. right? And stuff that that some people are just like it. it ugh. Yeah. So this one, like, 
like I'd said, if you if you like the old myths, because obviously this is directly based on. Um, God, this oh, was okay. another joke of how many different ways you can say his name. Mm. Gawain, yeah. the, Gawain and the Green Knight. So Gavin, Sir, Sir Gawain yeah. and the Green Knight. So yeah. this, this is the poem. And so this will be a version of that. But mm. again, it's artsy. So mm. it's not going to be like, you know, it, it's not like a Marvel film where it's like, no. here's point yeah. A, yeah. here's point B. And we're going to go directly from point A, yeah. point B, no stopping, no looking at anything yeah. else. Go. Your, you know? your hand is not held. This is This is the kind of, you know parent that pushes their kid on a bike and is like just go just do it right just right which for for ed and i as filmmakers like this is absolutely the pinnacle of what we love because it inspires yeah. because when we watch it i will sit down and start poaching parts i like and put them mm. into my own stories yeah 100 percent. and i, I, I got i'm just reading through like folk stories and, and legends now to be like which one can we poach mm-hmm. like this was a really good idea let's mm. make one of our own yeah. you know so that's the kind of thing guys mm. but if that's not your bag like Turn the podcast off, you know, after we talk about what we watched this week. <laughs> and catch us next week because next week we'll either do the Eternals or, or something else that's different, you know. And that's what we mean. This isn't Hollywood. This isn't Blockbuster. This is more – this is typical A24. Yeah. That's the benefit you have in the current cinema world we live in. Yeah. Generally, look at the production, you know, the production company, and the, you'll know. Well, the, the distributors, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at the distributor, and yeah. you'll know whether this is for you or not. These guys just have a nose for, for these – like gems they do like yeah. really really good stuff you know we've we've waxed lyrical about uh, benson and moorhead um and and, and stuff and like Harry that aster and now part well, of, of that course, you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. like these they, they, they know they, what they know doing. what's up yeah they, they've come into that space because mm. actually before them like when we talk about ex machina that's why ex machina wasn't made by a24 because mm. when that was made there wasn't a studio around that did this kind of stuff there mm. were a couple that did a bunch of different things. Now they've kind of consolidated, at least in America. Yeah, they've, they've, they've done a really good job of being the go-to um, of, you know, like us. Our we ha- would love, oh, yeah. we, we would kill to, to get one of our films that yeah. we'd make, you know, yeah. uh, distributed by A24. So yeah. they're definitely like the young, cool, hip filmmaker uh, distributor. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, that's That's definitely. kind of the vibe that they've got. which. You know, you can laugh at that, but genuinely, when I see that in front of a film, I'm immediately more relaxed. And I'm immediately like, oh, this is going to be good. And it's funny you say that, because that's exactly what we're putting on the first impressions, because, I mean, this is what I was talking about, the cinema score, like, mm. A24 films have, like, low scores all around, because generally people are, oh, man, I don't want to go see that. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least at least split that way. So mm. that's that's our little incentive for you to, to, to either see it or not see it. Turn this off and, you know, kind of catch us next week. But um, what have you been watching this weekend? Oh, um, a lot of Farscape. <laughs> Ooh, how far are um, you along? I am. I've just finished season three. Oh wow! Which is where they flip the coin, and I don't know what's what's oh, happened. That's okay. I mean, season three is such a departure from season. Every, every time they change seasons in Farscape, yeah, yeah. I love it because they get dramatically different from mm. the one before, which. Mm. I think it's typical of television, but is really in Farscape like they really like to change the environments around. Mm, I, I just, I just really, I'm really enjoying it, and it doesn't necessarily feel like out of out of time. Do you know what I mean? It's so unique and so different that it doesn't give me the same vibes that like early, you know, Next Generation. Uh, you have does. a diverse oh. cast; they just all happen to be aliens. <laughs> all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, the characterization I think in Farscape is one of the best things that was done with it. Part of the reason I think it didn't do as well when it came out mm. as, as as it would do now if people mm. were watching it. 
Do you know the other thing that I watched, and it was completely by accident. Okay. So I'd, I'd fallen asleep on the lovely BBC I play. I'd been watching some David Attenborough, Planet Earth 2. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Which actually, I love... I love the, the the little bits at the end where you see the camera crews going out to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to get the footage and stuff. Because I always used to be like, oh, I'd love to do that. And now I'm like, oh, I would hate to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, this man sat in a ditch for 29 <laughs> yeah. hours without without moving to get this shot. And Ed and I are like, no, no, thank you. Yeah, like, like, like a leopard three meters away from a guy in like a bamboo hut. For like you know, a day, you know, with no like, food. Like, <laughs> do you know he's saying? got his water bottle and he's got his camera. And it's like, and some guys live for that. But I, yeah, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the crap out of it. But the, the thing that I ended up watching by mistake, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like a BBC panorama special okay. on um, the the attack on the Capitol, like an like 24 hours oh, of the Capitol. No. I, I tend to, just to put the disclaimer out there, yeah. I tend to avoid anything uh, the BBC right. says about my country right, right, right. because I just A, it'll it piss me off <laughs> you know because you're like shut up BBC as if you know what you're talking about yeah. you know but no so uh, I, I might want to catch it uh, this was uh, yeah like I, I and then I was gripped you know I woke up from the nap and it was on and I was like what that's crazy the problem is like it's always like your country's full of crazy assholes and I'm like it wasn't like that when I left now I look back and I'm like yeah but it is kind of full of crazy assholes now like, wow People definitely got crazier. It's funny, the conversations I do have, like, having been in this country now 15 years, it's like, mm. can you ever go back? And they're like, well, go back to what? Like, yeah. I, I'm, oh, I'm like someone that pines for the 60s. Like, my parents mm. who pined for the 60s because, like, the America I grew up in isn't mm. there anymore. And that's mm. not me saying America's a horrible place. It's just a different now, different. you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, so did you enjoy that? I mean, were you gripped no, by it? I was or? gripped. I was gripped. Did you see the guy shocked? with the horns yeah, and the yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. QAnon yeah, guy? Yeah. Like I saw the, when the lady got shot, one of the ladies that got shot and killed. Well, see, and this is the best part because now what's happening in my country, and I don't mind talking about this on a podcast, but now what's happening is the backpedal. The whole, like, nothing happened here, folks. Mm. There's nothing to see. There was no insurrection. Mm. This is just all being built up by those crazy liberals mm. who want you to think the world is coming to an end mm. which it is guys it's what climate change is all about <laughs> yeah. so that's how it's being treated in my country and they have to like they're having to, the best is like the, the how administration and process in america will completely overshadow the big point the mm. big point is that someone tried to take the capital on right. the sixth and we've not had that right. really since like the civil war mm. you know it's scary people yeah. died because mm. you know cr- you know whoever you want to blame for that incident yeah let it happen Mm -hmm. and now it's like oh well we wanted to get the records but trump's fighting it in court and it's like can we stop talking about due process and and bills of amendments and rights and things like that when we clearly have like people who were willing to kill Mm -hmm. to make sure that trump stayed in power like i'm sorry yeah like is that that's like saying you know let's let's and and sorry this is the one that's really going to get me in trouble but it's like saying like you know what let's give that nazi a fair trial we don't really we really don't want to, you know, have to make sure. And it's like, don't get me wrong, Nazis did get fair trials in Nuremberg, you know. But come on, here he tried. They tried to take the capital. Like they killed people. Like, can we not keep making excuses for them or for Donald Trump? I'm sorry. Like, if you love him, great. Like, he's still a bad, bad man. Okay. Like, objectively speaking, he's done very bad things. I think uh, comments are not going to be a problem for this <laughs> particular. Episode. I don't know. Do we have do we have a lot of Trump supporters? Do this guys? 
not anymore. <laughs> I was, I was, I was afraid, don't get me wrong, Midwestern boys, like, don't get me wrong, some of them love Trump, and, and you are entitled to believe whatever you want back home, guys. Like, I'm not there. I've been out here for 15 years, so, yeah, I'm probably what you would call... You know, the, the word socialist now is what they call you when you're like being labeled as too far Evil. left to be cool anymore. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. but come on, like that's what I mean with when I say I will watch the panorama thing because it'll it, it'll say what what they say in England, which I love, which is like this was really bad, and like people in my country okay. don't get it. They're like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. You don't understand. There were rights that were opposed here, and Facebook didn't do anything wrong. Like, could you please just stop making uh, excuses? Stay tuned for next week <laughs> for Jason's reactions. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 just... no dude. Like, uh, it's funny because it's something that we tend to not really talk about because you know you and I are pretty much like in a very similar political kind of no. And, and this is the thing. And... I don't want to get to the point where the podcast is put to a right. certain perspective because right. I have an opinion. Like my yeah. opinions, a aren't that deep, guys. Like I I change them all the time because and I, I think we like, we like the fact that we're kind of open to hearing people out and stuff like very that. very much. As yeah. I said, I you know I'm posting myself as some like lefty lefty liberal, mm. but most people when they meet me actually find out that I'm quite centrist. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? So because I grew up in the Midwest, yeah. But yeah, just bringing up unfortunate that particular incident because I've had to read press every morning about that, you know, for yeah. a while and all yeah. the stuff that's not getting solved and bringing yeah. these people to justice. Yeah. Like, it just seems a bit ridiculous to me. But lots of things like that mm. at the moment in America seem very ridiculous to me. A country that's lost its way, in my mm. view. But that's, you know, that's home. And I think that this kind of brings us nicely um, because fantasy is one of these genres that for the longest time... Was oh sorry, you're upset. But I watch things this. Way. Oh oh, that's true. No, but I, I, this was still part of what I watched. Oh good. Oh good. Yeah, uh, because um, I noticed there's a trailer for The Wheel of Time. I, I watched it um, just before. Wheel of Time. Yeah. Yeah, it comes on the app. Is it? It's no, it's Amazon's yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought it was really interesting that that there's more and more, you know, of these fantasy kind of... Well, we've seen that in turn. So on the independent scene, like there's Dragon Knight, which was made by Laurie's Brewster Studio, Hex Media, Mm -hmm. which I don't know. I mean, we we helped back that. You know, we put some money to help Laurie make it, but I have no idea, you know, whether it's going to be good or bad. But there was King Knight that came out in Fright Fest. Like there is this slow burner that King Knight, I think, was very much comedy. Yeah, yeah, But there's this want to go back to these medieval times stories yeah, yeah, yeah. these kind of fancy which, and, and which that, for us is yeah. like that's we love it because that's, yeah, yeah. that's our jam you yeah. know like that we wouldn't pay D&D otherwise yeah, yeah. You know? for sure for sure and I just thought that was interesting you know just more and more the, you know whether it's the Witcher and 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 other things but um, I think you see cross-cultural influences with that, that I think sometimes Westerners watch all this awesome stuff that comes from Chinese mythology like a Shang-Chi story mm. or like I said we're going to do the Warrior's Gate one of these mm. days like that kind of stuff and says, well, yeah, it's pretty pretty good to make stories about that. And then we realize that we're not creating, you know, this was the, the Green Knights, the first thing of that nature that I've seen in wow. a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And it does, you know, when you read the interviews, he's hearkening back to, the, you know, Excalibur and all this stuff in the mm. 70s that came out because that was the last time. Willow, really, baby. He mentions that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 80s stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's just been quiet for, you know, the 90s was not an era that was going to yeah. have that. Yeah, yeah, and we were very future certain. In the 90s. And, and I just, I wonder if that is a, does it match kind of political spectrums? And, and uh, yeah, stuff, I think you know, that's the I mean? Zetgeist. The Zetgeist comes from somewhere. It doesn't, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. that's the point I was trying to make at the beginning. Like, as a producer, you understand that, like, 
this doesn't come from nowhere. Right, like right. like things don't create themselves. They mm. they they you know gel out of kind of what's going on. So the feel good factory we're talking about. That's because we're coming out of COVID. Right, right, right. right. Trump and all of this, like, oh yeah. my God, like, like I just watched the first episode of Morning Show again with my wife, and like, yeah. she talks about that. Reese Witherspoon's character gets famous because she says this is bullshit because this mm. is back when like all this is going on. She's like, how can anyone feel good about the world mm. right now? Mm. You know what I mean? So definitely pulling into that because mm. we went through a whole postmodern thing, and I mm. believe that's completely. We we hit the pinnacle like it was very much as the Matrix said. We hit the pinnacle at the end of the twentieth century, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it all started slowly declining. Like it yeah. wasn't fast. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of like nothing happens. It's that yeah. anticlimactic moment. So yeah. we got postmodern about it and said, right. well, "Why does this not feel as good as the nineties did?" Right. We figured that out, and it didn't really take us anywhere. Mm. And so I think now you're you're at post post. You're at the point where like post-post. we need we need to go back to right. entertaining stories yeah, and yeah, things yeah. that make us feel good because. Yeah analyzing the shit out of these all day and still mm. keep listening to the podcast please. <laughs> analyzing the shit out of these all day yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't necessarily taking yeah, yeah, us yeah. any further yeah 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 yeah. You know? that makes a lot of sense uh, what did you watch though sorry <laughs> it's okay it's only because I wanted to mention because I watched it last night after mm. the green night because I needed something to get me to sleep and it didn't get me to sleep I stayed up and watched the whole thing but I watched Sicario oh so good not what I expected, though. Okay. Like, like, totally didn't know, A, it was about the Juarez cartels and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. B, the setup for it, I thought it was more like uh, like the Hurt Locker, or mm-hmm. it was just taking yeah. us with these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was pissed already, because if you want to hear more of my opinions, my opinions on the drug war are probably mm. something that would make most people run. But okay. I just, you have a lot of people dying and a lot of weapons going on for, you know, somebody else's war. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Somebody else's war. Yeah. So... And that's why I was like, I'm not going to like this because mm. this is going to make Mexicans look like the dirtiest people known to man. Mm. And, I, and it started that way. And mm. it was like, here's the cartels. Here's mm-hmm. all the shit that they do. Yeah. Here's the horrible world they live in. And I was getting pissed because mm. I was like, you need to go to Mexico. And you mm. need to see that this is why there are droves of these people. Yeah. Coming but all of that filters into the movie. Mm. So like my favorite, obviously, being the kid with the cop mm-hmm. who, you know, later we lose the cop. But... They were showing you like it's it was a lot like traffic, mm. which I was happy to see Benicio again because yeah. that's why traffic works so well. It mm. pointed out the drug war in that movie. It's basically the drug war is fucked. Like right. it doesn't work. Yeah. This is basically saying the same thing, but mm. we're past the point of it even being about funding anymore. Mm. We're on like straight up revenge now. Mm. People are just killing each What's other. Fueling it, yeah. You know, and, and America unfortunately is putting its own soldiers right mm. in the middle of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Saying, well, we have to stop this from happening. Mm. Now, you know, I'm not on policy for that, mm. nor. You know, as opinionated as I am, I'm sure if I saw some of the atrocities, the people that work on these things see, I would back, you know, whatever we're doing on it. It just was great that it was such an even-handed portrayal mm. of something horrible. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, horrible horrible without, you know, resolution on either side. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, that and uh, Prisoners are probably Denis Villeneuve's strongest, like, story-wise, I think. Yeah, I just... It was so even-handed. Mm-hmm. One shot to another. It'd be like, mm-hmm. here's your, now you're in Juarez. Now mm-hmm. you're on their side. But now look what they're doing to people. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's horrible. Now look at what the CIA is doing to mm-hmm. people. Now look at this guy who's a rogue. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Like that scene. Yeah. Through the tunnel and... Yeah, yeah. when he's sitting at the dinner table. Like it's yeah. tough because yeah. you don't want him to... You know, you don't want to have happen what you know is what's going to have happen. But then you think about his story and you're like... No, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Good, good, good. In other you. words, I love movies like that that just yeah. encourage not... It doesn't take a stand on anything. It just mm. encourages the dialogue. It says, we don't agree... You know, it never says... It never glorifies any of it. It mm. just says, 
this is what is. Mm. And that's said in that movie mm. so many times. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, definitely check out Prisoners because it's it's got a, not similar themes, but but that kind of vibe to it. I just, yeah, I really enjoy it. I love the acting performance as well. You know, mm. Danny Kaluuya, Emily Blunt, uh, and, and a really good one from, uh, is it Josh? Josh Brolin's Yes, there, right? yes, yes, yes. See, that's the thing. When yeah. he came out of Thanos, like I wasn't, mm. As, as enamored because I hadn't mm. seen him in a long time and I was like right. what do you why are yeah. you Thanos you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. like I don't remember you from anything yeah. but then I saw him in this and I'm <laughs> yeah. like oh my god yeah, yeah. no he's, he's he's dope I like him yeah very cool nice that was it I think I think what else <laughs> have I finished everything else we've, we've, we're not going to speak about Foundation again no not until I not until, until I watch it you got caught up in it you yeah. can tell me you need to you need to do like a whole thing on adaptation and how that has either panned out well or mm. has gone to shit Mm. Um, I'm watching Snoopy in Space with my daughter. That's oh, fun. cool. I, the thing I love about Apple TV, okay, this is the last little bit about what you've been watching this week. Like, it's very difficult to educate someone about your home country when you never go there. Mm. And we only do go back to the States maybe once a year. Right. But we're firmly in England and, and do English things. Yeah. And as much as I am an American, like, you know, Snoopy has been this great way for me to, like, educate her about what American mm. life is like. And, yeah, like, I could see that. Actually. You know, stuff. So I was telling all about NASA because yeah. that's a big part of this. So yeah. <laughs> it's been nice that way. It's yeah, been yeah, really yeah. kind of good to be able to be like, yeah, because she, she, I think we started with the pumpkin special and then it was, like, all the specials. Why do you watch all these? Because like, in America, on the day, every kid in the planet will be mm. sat in front of the TV. Every kid in America will be sat in front of the TV watching Charlie Brown. Why? Because, I don't know, we just do. Like, it just, it's a kid thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear that. Um, I'd never watched the Christmas special until I went to Korea. And, like, every American was like, what? You've never seen yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, Brown and, Christmas? And, and Becky Becky must feel that kind of angst for me. Because I'm like, what do you mean? You're like, this is the... You're, you're deprived if you haven't seen this. I think she feels the same way when we talk about Warzall Gummage. I saw that this week. I watched mm. Warzall Gummage. The one that... The one that I agree. I can't believe that I didn't see it till I was well into my like twenties. Um, was a Christmas story, the one with uh, you'll shoot your eye out with that. I know I've seen it, but I haven't watched it since I was. Oh, a little we kid. should do it this Christmas. You want to do a Christmas yeah, story? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, we should. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, everybody remembers the tongue to the pole thing. That's what, I mean, that's, <laughs> I always so or or the the uh, the, the snow yeah, thing. Yeah, he falls over. And like, and he hey. My favorite's like when the 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 father wins this like lamp and it comes in a box and it says fragile on it, and he sees it and he says, "Oh, it must be Italian, fragile." <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, Classics. we should podcast about that for sure. Classic American television. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving to the Green Knight. Where should we start with this? That, that I'm not quite sure. Um, we need to explain to the audience, Ed, mm. why we love this film so much. I think maybe start with the shots. Okay. Then we can talk about the acting. Okay. And then maybe finish with the talk about story. Because then I'll bring in that stuff I found out from the director and Vanity Fair and all that good stuff. Okay. So, shot-wise, why is this epically good? What was unique and awesome about this? So, um, the director of this film is a guy called David Lowry, mm. and um, he's, you know, fairly young, he's, he's 40. Uh, he's got a hell of a mustachio in that he picture does. you've got. He's, he's like, he's like <laughs> that's, a, that's a, that's a, what's, what's the word in Spanish for mustachio? Uh, um, bigote, right? Bigote, that's a bigote, so. right? There. That's, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, he has been around for a while, and I've been hearing about him in indie circles, like... 
But I've never actually watched one of his films. Right. They, they, you know, when you go to IMDb, they say, oh, he's famous for a film I'd never watched before. And I was yeah. like, okay. Uh, Ain't Them Body Saints right. uh, from 2013. Right, they're like his most famous film. And I was like, that I've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, it's the one It's one with Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's the one where he got into trouble. Casey Affleck. That's when he finally got caught. Yeah. Yes, I think yeah. so. Um, First and last time we'll mention Casey Affleck on this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Monster. then he went on to make Pete's Dragon in 2016, like a live yeah, action version. Yeah, of and like that's I saw that and I was like, oh, I don't think anyone watched that. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I, I like, did. I love the original. Did yeah, you ever watch the yeah, 70s Pete? Oh, yeah. man. Okay, that's good. Awesome. Good. I never know if I'm such a dork because yeah, I, no, I must no. have watched it like a hundred times when yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm. I used to love those animation with live action yeah. kind of combos, you know? And that was an era of like, like, because remember I grew up in the sticks, like mm. where they put every single one was like a Chitsville. It was like always in the sticks. <laughs> so everybody in it looked like, like Apple Dumpling Gang. Like they all look like they're from here. <laughs> uh, he also directed one which I really want to watch called The Old Man and the Gun. Okay. And it's got Robert Redford in it. And like Robert Redford only acts in very specific like movies these days. <laughs> And so I like it makes me want to watch it, and and then he did this, um, which honestly makes me want to watch all his other. Films. Yeah, that's what happened. I, I, that's what happened for me. I went through his, his like filmography and was like, oh, he hasn't. He's done a lot. Yeah, but he hasn't done a lot that I've seen. I think right. I need to kind of upend some of it. Yeah, to see yeah. whether this is one of those niche people that we just love because he does stuff we like. And you know, he he wrote it as well. He adapted the the, the poem and stuff, which oh, kudos to that. Man. I mean, he's That's... also a talented editor, so his his okay. profile had loads that he's edited on, mm-hmm. um, and, his, and and the name sounded familiar for that. So some of the stuff in the editing, I was like, I've watched that. Okay, uh, and the cinematographer was Andrew Draws Palermo who also hasn't done a lot of stuff. He was in Your Next. He did Your Next. Okay. Uh, which was a horror film that I really enjoyed. We all, yeah. That was, yeah I mean, that I say we all. Quite... That's like Fright Fest crew went mental yeah. when that came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, uh, and Especially because then... Ty West takes an arrow to the head. <laughs> no offense, Ty. Love you. But but yeah, he, he hasn't um, done a lot. He's a director and, and screenwriter in his own right. But boy, was I impressed with the cinematography in this. And, and let me get just a bit into why this guy is someone to watch as well. So releases in the... There were, and we're going to jump around a bit because some of the stories are coming. The, this had a real problem with COVID, okay? Mm. It was supposed to be released pretty much like the 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 summer mm-hmm. of COVID. Okay. And then when COVID hits and everybody gets locked in, they have to kind of go back to the drawing board because they're like, we're not going to release mm. if no one can go to the cinemas. And right. it, it actually was going to get a release in the U.S. and the U.S. pulls it mm. because they go back into lockdown. Right. Now, in between, what this guy did, which I was really impressed with, mm-hmm. is he re-edits the film. Ooh, and he says that was actually the better like once that was done mm. then he had the right version to put out uh, there so this has a limited release in the US mm-hmm. limited release out here obviously and limited release for 15 million to make and he grossed 18 mm. that's not bad that's like impressive. it looks small guys and I'm sure obviously the investors would have liked a bit more than the 3 million extra however in the middle of a pandemic when people really couldn't even have gone see this mm. Pulling 18 million is is not no slouch. You yeah. know what I mean? That's pretty pretty impressive. I'd like to think if it had a full theatrical release and like in a normal time, we could have gotten it up to 40 or 50. I did, I did also wonder though, because it, it's quite a niche film. And the fact that, that, you know, you can go out and watch it now. Uh, it came out, what, like less than a month ago, you know? Uh, and, and 
I, I think this is the kind of film that could potentially find its audience. It did, yeah. I mean, you know it, I mean, it definitely found it through the film festival circuit. Mm. So it was released, I think the first film festival I heard about it at was like maybe Venice. Okay. But there were a bunch of places playing it. And then mm-hmm. it premiered at, I believe, New York's film festival. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of people that would champion this. You mm. know what I mean? I totally see this as a film festival film where somebody comes out yeah. and says, yeah, this yeah, needs yeah. to get a wider release so yeah. some other people can see it 100%. as well. 100%. Hundred um, percent, but the the cinematography, how to explain it? It reminded me of um, what's the name of the director that did the cell? He's very famous on like commercials Ooh. and stuff like that. Oh, you're gonna have to look it up, man. I don't know offhand, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So um, he's he's very famous for doing commercials, and Tarsem Singh, um, uh, and he has a very striking look. Now. That's not the case in the Green Knight, but it's it it almost is, but with a lot more reality in it. There's a grittiness to it, which kind of is surprising because of the amount of geometry that he uses in a lot of his shots. Right. Make it seem very surreal. He does a lot of very low angle shots with wide angle lenses in forests, mm-hmm. which make you just look up because the trees, yeah, the trees are, are ginormous. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's he's doing like half a scene in that kind of wide, low angle kind of shot. It's very, I want to say almost dreamlike. And I think that that to me, as, as I watched it, really lent into the whole mythology element of it. But also, like I say, really grounded in like reality and nature and and see that was very much a team effort from what i read about this Mm. right so some of the cooler things based on what you're saying you know one is just the simple fact that these shots and the things he captured you know were done under that budget there's not actually ed a ton of special effects in this film Mm. and the ones that are done Mm. are done by weta Mm-hmm. so I like that he didn't use and there's a few scenes so the, the, the best scene for special effects and I caught it the second time I watched it not the first time mm-hmm. when he goes to the green knight at the end mm-hmm. and he's waiting for the green knight to arise mm-hmm. and the green knight wakes up so before he gets up but when yeah. you see the eyes open yeah. that's the special effects scene and it mm-hmm. actually pans to about seven different faces within that face okay. so I don't know if you noticed but you can see the king yes I did, see, I did you wonder. can see the, the lord he just yeah, came yeah, from yeah, and they're yeah. all characters from the story so yeah, this yeah, all yeah. fits yeah, yeah, yeah. but he did that and that was one of the bigger special effects but for the Green Knight mm. he refused special effects he said prosthetics because I will not yeah, use yeah. because it just take away yeah, from yeah. the and, and you notice that in the film like yeah, there's so yeah, many yeah. ways where he did so in the size of the Green Knight he didn't do that with special effects they said that was practical we just yeah, didn't yeah. want to be dragging in a lot of special effects in this because we yeah. thought it would take away from, from your from your thing mm-hmm. other thing that was interesting so what did you think of you know, and, and, and this is the funny thing to me. Now, it opens, right? Yeah. It opens with telling you this is not the story of the man who took the sword from the stone. Right. Okay, so it's trying to tell you from the get-go this isn't Arthur's story, even though it is. Mm-hmm. And he's saying it's not Arthur's story. Right. I think, I mean, for me, when I interpret that, I went even farther and said, okay, so he's not telling an Arthurian story. He doesn't care about the Arthurian legends mm. this way. Mm. He does, and I'll go into where that fits up when we talk about story. Mm-hmm. But that gave him this kind of, his team, not him, his team, this breadth with what they could do. What did you think of the way the king and the queen looked? Did that remind you of anything? And I know you hate when I do this, Yes, by the way. I very much Because you're like, you know what you want to say, just fucking say it, don't quiz me. Um, I mean, 
it felt very um like I- iconic um icons you know like the paintings of yeah. saints and yeah so very christian kind of uh christian yeah. and they combined it with south america so they took south american because mm. if you look at hataklan and stuff like that the mayans mm. and the incans like mm. that headdress that was taken directly probably from yeah, an incan book and so that's the cool part they took like christianity mm-hmm. and moved it into this kind of pseudo mm. because one of the big things and we'll talk about this in the story but one of the big things that's going on in this film is a battle between christianity and paganism right yes and there's a big discussion about that it's happening underneath the whole mm. way through yeah but arthur and guinevere mm-hmm. who are the two the king and the queen mm. are supposed to represent obviously christianity because that's how they're told in the tale mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and it's interesting because the other thing he pointed out is like the performances from Sean Harris and whoever the other one was. Oh, from Game of Thrones, right? And from who... and from The Witch, like. Uh, oh, that's right, the mother from The Witch. She has that face yeah, yeah, that yeah. works perfectly for all that things. But he's yeah. like, they were almost like I expected them to be sinister, and the way they acted, it was almost childlike. Yeah, but they were yeah, actually yeah. because they're so old and frail now. Kate Dickey. That's it. Mm. So, so it's just pointing out like there were all these elements that came together. So that that decision on the headdress that was the costume designer. Mm. So I, I read all these things about the color choices and things like that from the costume designer had mm. a very big, you know, influences. Why is that important? Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because when we talk, you can think sometimes the director made all these choices. Mm. Now the director has the final say, mm. but the important thing to realize is again the team aspect of making a film like this. Yeah. And this was beautiful because the director trusted his team. Mm. And because he said to that costume designer, I like it. That's a mm. good idea. Yeah, but yeah. it's weird. Like, it was really, for me, yeah, who, like, I, you know, like my ancestor. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, yeah. that's an Incan headdress. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? But I, it worked. Mm. It worked. You know, what did you think? Because God knows I heard enough Facebook arguments to make me angry. <laughs> okay. What did you think about the multicultural cast? Did that, did that offend you in any sort of way? At no point did it have an impact on me whatsoever i loved it i yeah. thought it was great I, I, I in fact i was so impressed with deb patel that i was kind of wishing that he'd been cast as paul atreides that was that Dune. was he's about to get cast for something else that someone keeps dropping his name as you have to cast him mm. but i think he was one of the people that considered for paul atreides i mean i could totally see it because he can do the youthful thing really well and he would look like oscar isaac's kid and, and, <laughs> And also, like, he, he can do the king bit quite well, I feel like. Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, well, that was another cool thing about this, wasn't it? That it's yeah. not necessarily the story of a knight that you're used to, because they, they, they it's an adaptation, yeah. and it's a, it's a free adaptation. Like, yeah. you know, they're not trying to be authentic yeah. to the original on a lot right. of different points. Right, and it's not like a historical film as well. You know, I can imagine some people saying, oh, well, supposedly when this was happening, this is what they'd have worn. No, I mean, first thing, and there are historical bits about it. So mm. when you come out to the scene where there's 900 people killed by Arthur, that's the Battle of Baden. Mm. So that was talked about. But the, I mean, I'm a huge Arthurian fan. He, Ed knows that because he hears about it all the fucking time. But... The coolest thing to know about Arthur, it's a bit like Robin Hood. It's the other one I know. Mm. They're myths. Mm. There's not, like, trust me, there's not one single source that mm. talks about these things with any sort of accuracy. They don't know who Arthur was. In the story, they're portraying him, I think, a lot, the portrayal I like. Mm. Uh, the, the Arthur that I tend to gravitate toward is, mm. I think, the coolest one is the Welsh Arthur who fights the Anglo-Saxons that are mm. taking over England. Right, That's right, the right. Bernard Cromwell version that he wrote mm. in The Warrior. Yeah, yeah, They, yeah, they yeah. kind of adopt that here because he talks about the Anglo-Saxons mm. and how he's you know banished them out of his lands and things like that. And that mm. was the last vestige of the Welsh before they unfortunately get pushed to mm. where they're currently at and mm. like you know the, the Anglo-Saxons take over most of England. I have a question for you. Good. Um, 
Was it implicit that Gawain is gay or bi? No, no, I don't think either. I don't because okay. he has the girlfriend, right? So why why did you think that? So there was one moment where um, she kind of it's a throwaway line. She says, uh, "Oh, a knight that can't get it up." And then later, when he's kind of uh, being look up, looked after by the Lord and Lady, and he's not taking advantage of the Lady as he seems to be invited to do, mm. um, the Lord kind of, they have this encounter, and it, it seems to me like he's, he's telling him, I can give you what you want. And then they kissed. Was I reading too much into that? <laughs> No, no, I mean, like, because there's a whole... This is this, this is why some people love this film and other people are like, I fucking hate this film. Because the, the interpretation that I read and that I, I would generally accept is, listen, all these little things happening along the way to Gawain are actually part of Morgan's story, Morgana. Okay. So whether you recognize it or not, and this is a very big part of the Arthurian legend, yeah, yeah. so the, the his mother is Arthur's sister, Morgana, or Morgan Le Fay, as she's later called... She's a pagan. See, this is why you need an Arthurian expert to discuss on a podcast. Well, it's hard, to, right? Because to she's because she's yeah. she's Indian. it's very subtle. Do you know it's what I mean? And they did subtle. it differently, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. everything that happens to Gawain, there's one interpretation where it's all because of her because gotcha. she casts the spell yeah, that yeah, summons yeah. the Green Knight. Yeah, and then they the way it is is like the fox that follows yeah. him, the Lord and the Lady are her spell. Right, she is the blind lady that keeps following everything okay. as part of her magic. Okay, that was one interpretation. Gotcha. So the Lord and the Lady bit at the end where he, See, I, when love, he I love this shit. I, I genuinely know, right? love this right? shit. Like the the fact that it's got different layers and different ways that you can enjoy. Uh, the film, you know, I think that's so. I mean, the Lord is actually the Green Knight. Like, I don't know if you noticed the two, but the Lord is the Green Knight. It's okay. just he's set there as part of the magic of the journey uh -huh. to offer him this opportunity to kind of be rid of it, you know, to, okay. to, to do this. And as you, this is all about, you know, again, this is why this works and why I love this stuff because we're jumping right into story now. <laughs> story, you know, story for me has to have a focal thrust. Mm. And I find these days that some stories we have completely get away from that and mm -hmm. it, it gets really muddied into all these complicated whatever's especially because we love tv that gives us nine episodes mm -hmm. i like a really simple story told throughout that's why i love martial arts films because there's mm -hmm. never a complicated story in a martial arts film <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's we must find the sword why so we can save the princess okay let's go yeah. do that <laughs> so that's what this is this is this is a simple question is it better to survive without your honor mm. and later, as you see, become king? Mm. Or is it better to be beheaded and keep your honor? Mm. And he finds out at the end, you know, that's the debate of the ending mm. is because originally... Oh, we've got to talk about the end. I'm going to jump into that ending because okay. originally, the original ending that had been drafted mm -hmm. and he changed it was the beheading of Dev Patel. Okay. Like literally be the last thing you see is his head being lopped off because he's accepted his fate. And he didn't want to do that. He's like, because the audience had such a negative reaction to that. Yeah. I rather left it open. Dev Patel had a say about it. And he brought mm. all his people together. Again, that's why I would read that Vanity Fair article. It shows how well this guy, David Lowry, yeah. you know, brought his team into mm. this. And I really, because God, they, they make some directors, they make seem so one dimensional. So it's my word. Or the, yeah, yeah, this was a guy that listened really well to his mm. team and said, my costume designer knows what she's doing. Yeah, I'm going to have her do that. The blue costumes and stuff like that were yeah, another yeah, choice yeah. by her. And he, he talks about that. Like he was amazed, mm. you know, when he saw it, he was like, works for me. Okay. Mm. So that's the whole thing. You have this central story. Now in the scene you're talking about with the Lord and the lady, mm. all the Lord asks is, has anything you receive here? Can I have back? Mm -hmm. And so he gives the kiss because it's supposed to be like, you receive this. Can I have 
the green belt back now, please. You know what I mean? That's what he's he's asking because his wife gave Dev Patel, yes. you know, a hand job basically. <laughs> yeah, and he's returning the favor and saying, "Can I have?" My green belt now, please. Okay. That's where that discussion is going. Okay. I'm still not sure that I get it, but I'm okay with it. Like, I'm, I'm okay with not He was it. like, he's like, by, by touching his face that way, he's like bringing him back to that moment and being like, that. Mm. What did you receive with that? Mm. Ah, can I have my green sash, please? And he says, no. He says, mm. no, I, I got nothing to give you. I don't know what you're talking about. I think we should leave each other right now. Okay. Interesting. So, no, the first time I watched it, I said, is, is he coming on to Dev Patel? Yeah, like, does, yeah, he wanna, yeah. does he want to do it with Dev Patel? Which yeah, is cool. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, you know, we live in a modern world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? If it gets cold enough. Uh, but, no, it was, it was this kind of, you know, reflection of what was going on in that house. So, because that's why the, the lady is designed to tempt him. Right. Like right, it's, right. it's his girlfriend yeah. from, from back home. But I mean, that's another interesting and aspect. And she that oh, she has a wonderful speech. Um, uh, the speech Ali, on Ali, rot. Ali, Ali, Alicia Vikander. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, is it Annika? Annika? Um, Alicia Vikander. Not Annika Vikander? No. Why do I think it's Annika? It's because she has Vikander's last name. Swedish girl. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so the speech on rot is supposed to be them. That's like the discussion about paganism. Mm. So that's their allegorical kind of talking about at that time in the world. And I can tell you that because if you do read the Arthurian legends, like mm. that is a very prominent problem at that time. Mm. Christianity started to make inwards into into you know that into England and into that world, and it was pushed back violently by the Druids. Mm. And basically, I mean, the Romans had already slaughtered all the Druids mm. back in Innes Mon, mm. um, which is up in Anglesey. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a horrible, that, that was basically the end of Druidism in, mm. in England, as mm. it were. But that's when all the good ones die. Mm. Merlin comes after that, mm. you know, and, and is, is a descendant of, of the last remaining Druids. But they are mm. fighting a losing battle now to Christianity, which right. is pushing full force and saying mm. now we've in charge and in this story it was interesting the stories i know of arthurian legend arthur is a pagan not a christian right and in this one he's a christian right. not a pagan uh, that to me that was really interesting but it pulls up the dichotomy because that's mm. the traditional dichotomy between mm. arthur and his sister yeah. who's a pagan and yeah. it's the fight between the two right, 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 right. so that's where well, do you think that there's there's uh that it's Perhaps an allusion in the modern world to like cl the clim climate climate. Um, yes, he openly talks like about that. that in that article I told you about, saying like yeah. I thought it was appropriate to bring it up now because I believe it meshes with the world we live in. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And I, you know, old versus new. It worked new. for me. It worked for me. You know, so but the discussion about rot that it gets through everything that it can't be stopped that it just seeps and seeps and seeps. That's his talking about you know paganism and nature and things mm. like that, and they're mm. not. The thing that's interesting is the way we hear that is you think of it in a negative context. And what I thought was interesting is, is I wasn't trying to portray that necessarily negatively. Right. Like people think that, but Rot necessarily wasn't mean to mean something bad. Right. The, movie, right, right, the right, Green right. Knight is not a bad figure. Right. 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 Yeah. It's almost like, again, because this is how I uh, understand things. D and D, the Fey world. You know, it's cha right. it's chaotic. It's it's not good, not no bad. It's just nature. You know. and, and there were lots of great this is the thing so going into the story like wow he he pulls in elements that weren't there before that i mm. thought were great the same, have you read the the this poem a the, long time ago yeah. yeah it's on it's on the shelf at home so if okay. you ever want to read it becky becky was an english lit. is it like a is it like an epic poem yes. like like yeah. the iliad kind of thing yeah i'm not sure if it's that long but okay. it's longer gotcha. yeah it's, it's longer gotcha um and a lot of the stuff you see in this movie like wouldn't be there right. because they pulled things right 
one of them is the Saint Winifred moment, which is one of my favorite. Interesting. Scenes, yeah, let's talk about that. But it yeah. does not like no mention mm. of Saint Winifred. Saint Winifred wasn't around for those mm, stories. Right, right, right. But I love that scene where he comes yeah. in and he put it in there because he just thought it was a great trial and tribulation. This yeah, is the yeah. other thing I would encourage you to read his comments on this, like. Because it blows away... Most people see art house shit and they're mm. like, oh, I would never understand what the director was trying to do. And I think that's the first misconception because most of the time the director... It's not like they don't know what they're doing, but they're creating art. So they're not... There's not as right. fixed as you think it is on this is exactly what I'm trying right, to do. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And this was just something he thought it helped. I mean, mm. he got a great actress for that. That's the woman from... Um, from... from, from uh, um, Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. We're both stumbling over Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's right. Yeah. Who I wasn't that hot on in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but actually in this, I thought she was brilliant. much. Yeah, yeah, I thought she was all right in mm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. There was a lot cut from what yeah. she was supposed to be in. So yeah. I think that's probably what, what did it there. But here, yeah, I just yeah. thought as a character to show up, she was. Eerie. It had it had elements of you know the 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 twelve trials of Hercules. It had. That's what this is, right? Yeah, it, it also had like a really awesome man versus nature vibe to it like a Werner Herzog style kind of man versus nature Werner Herzog style like Mm. he definitely sticks to his theme because that's Mm. why I like St. Winifred because that was all about honor Mm. versus everything else I love when she's like why would you ask me that question why would you do that because he's not a knight and Mm. he's not acting like a knight and that's we see that throughout and that's I think the point of the movie is Mm. like well Virtue is a hard thing. Like, mm. you read the poem and you think, yeah. oh, it was so great that Gawain got his virtue. But it's right. like, here's what it really <laughs> yeah, takes yeah. to earn virtue in this world. Right, right, right. You, right. Know, you have to be willing to cut off your head yeah. versus cheating death and going mm. on to do whatever. And then, you know, because that was the thing. It was like, that's the other question you can have for the ending. Because obviously the ending has to include the, you know, not flashback, but the flash forward to his his life. Yes. And yes, there are some horrible scenes in there, like like that baby taking scene. Like, man, don't yeah, make anybody cry, rough. right? That's rough. Yeah. And you really didn't want him to do that. You're like, no, that's definitely not a cool thing to do. Even though the next woman he meets, you're like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna marry a prostitute. I'm gonna marry this queen. And it's like, whoa, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, it it reminded me of one of my favorite sections from from a film ever, uh, which was Spike Lee's Twenty Fifth Hour, okay. where he literally does the same thing. Is that the Edward Norton one? Yeah, that's the Edward Norton one. I never watched. It's, I, I heard I, it's like, really good. Rosario Dawson as well. Rosario Dawson's fantastic. Philip Seymour Hoffman. This is one of his Edward better ones. Yeah, I, I really, really, really liked it. But um, he does this very similar thing of showing the potential future, right? And once again, I was so suckered in. I was like, whoa, I can't believe they're doing this. And like, I thought that this was like how they were ending the film, Mm. you know? It was so good, though. Like, and it could have, and it could have, though, yeah, right? It, it could have. Yeah, I think that was my problem. Was yeah. like in the modern world, and maybe this is exactly why you make a film like this. This is why David Lauer giving you much respect. The, the question you ask, I wasn't the virtuous man. Mm. I was like, listen, you were king. Yeah, your son died when you were nine. He still lived for nine years. Mm. Yeah, you lose your kingdom at the end and people throw shit at you, but you were fucking king. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Could like... Worse. Exactly, like, I just... My point... Oh, it's horrible, horrible, right? When you find it out, you're like, this is, what this does is, the virtue do? This is do? where our millennial, like, like badge of honor gets taken away yeah, from Yeah, burnt <laughs> and, like, pissed on, you know? Because it's like, because what did he gain with the virtue except from a severed head? <laughs> um, honor. 
I mean, that's <laughs> exactly. What, you know, that's that's what these that's, air, lots of air. You know, that's what I mean. Like, but I, but this is this brings us back quite nicely back to, you know, this idea that that maybe there is a correlation between fantasy films and like a, a darker political I, and time I, period. I think it's exactly you know? what they were trying to lead us down and say, listen, this is actually more applicable to the world you live in than you think. Right. It's, a, a, it, it's about more than, than that's just... That's right. So first it's Gawain as not a knight, but as the everyman. You know, it is saying like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. He's not the everyman, but he is definitely not a knight either. He's someone that sits we in this gray area. We can connect with him, right? right. We can, he, he's, he was supposed to like be like, oh, he's the normal kid, right? Like, yeah. You know, because how many times you wake up the whorehouse without your shoes True. and your yeah. mother yelled at you and told you to get it? Yeah. No, but but we get that. Like, like I'm totally with you on that. And the mother, the over, you know, overshadowing mother yeah, and things like that. Like, stuff, yeah. all those elements helped with it. It's just by branching it out and making it more vague, I guess, and not mm. having it, you know, so chivalrous. That was the other thing is the portrayal of all the knights in that. Mm. You saw the round table when mm. the Green Knight shows up and there's mm. not a one there. Yeah, yeah, that like jumps up and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, it was just that realistic portrayal, the, the throwing shit at the king. Like, mm. the, the, what is it really like? And some of it was even the way they portrayed the world. Did you know that? I mean, what I loved is when you first open those doors mm. to the kingdom and you look at nothing. Yes. There's, there's like a there's whole a brilliant, lot of nothing out there's there. There's a brilliant, uh, really long shot. Yes. When he's, when he's moving and the kids follow him from behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. then it keeps going yeah. to the sheep and it yeah. keeps going past that. It's, yeah. it's the coolest part about that shot is, is it's mirrored when he comes back. Oh, interesting. So, See, I want to watch it again. It makes me want to watch it again. But this guy's I, this guy's a great filmmaker. I'm definitely that's, watching. That's his other the shot stuff. points. We're jumping around so much, but yeah. when we're talking about shots, a shot like that is where it's just better. Yeah. Why? Because he knew to hold the camera. Yeah. Held the camera, moved back because it just made everything you had, seem so I much more a, epic. It must have been a map painting then. Yes. Um, how of, did you know that? Of, of Camelot, because well, mostly because you said they didn't have. That's how they fixed it. So <laughs> they made map paintings of the bigger yeah. stuff, so yeah. they didn't have to use which. That sorry. The reason I say that is for me. I read that. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. What right? over my head like i don't really know what that means but i know they did something cool where it, ed is like knows yeah. exactly what it means it just means that they they use kind of false perspective they put a, a painting cut out so that it looks like it's on the side of the mountain but it's like three meters away from the camera right right but 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 it's a tracking shot like that shit is not easy i make it sound oh yeah just fucking stick up a board and uh-uh <laughs> Like the the length. That's why I have to be tracking. careful because when I tell you well, we have to do that, yeah, you'll be like, "Yeah, it's going to take a day." Jason. The like length of that tracking shot. I mean, to the point where I was like, "Whoa!" All the dolly tracking. Holy Ireland. shit! <laughs> and then and then of course they had like they had me. I wondered if you if you noticed the shot, but at about forty one minutes in. Like there's a there's a shot where the camera like turns when he jumps in the water. That was one of them because he jumps upward into the water. I thought you would go gaga for that. That was cool, but not as much as when it turns and the sky becomes the the ground and the mountain becomes the sky. Ah. Oh, just there's a know. bunch of those though. The the other good ones, if you're you're into that, the the pan scene because mm. there's two of them, right? The first pan scene where we see him dead. You know what I mean? Yes, that like, was brilliant. Because that was pointing out like yeah. ill fortune would lead him to this. Yeah, but yeah. oh no, he doesn't have ill yeah, fortune. Yeah. And He's... then reversing it, and then you go back. Right, so yeah, you yeah, notice yeah. the reverse, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like this yeah, is yeah. what should have happened, but this is yeah. what does happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know which, I mean? which I think is very interesting, um, like filmmaking vocabulary, because what you're telling there is what you see isn't necessarily what actually happens. 
No, it's... It, so it's, it's, this it's is, almost like foreshadowing. Yeah, it's the kind of thing when we get into making these types of films that, that at least the writers all get talking, like it's myth, it's fantasy. So if you want to write pure myth and pure fantasy that way, it has to be broad, it has to be vague, because it has to appeal to such a kind of high kind of people understanding it. And so you know, this is where you get in with the Ari Aster stuff mm. because it's, it's more metaphorical mm. than it is realistic. Yeah. And this is heady ground for me though. I mean, in terms of like... This is, I have so much respect for this kind of filmmaking. Yeah, I think because really. it, it, it's a kind of, it's a thinking man's filmmaking. Yeah. It's not the one you put on at 10 o'clock at night when you're tired and right. need some sleep. You put it on, you know, this is why I said I watched it, you know, last night. I put mm. it on at like 9.30 so I could watch it properly. And that was such a better viewing because then I got all the different points. Because it's mm. a long film too. It's the other thing I should have mentioned in first impressions. I wasn't too Two upset. hours and two minutes. So, and no, it doesn't feel like it drags, but it is long. Like, it's not a 90-minute inner-outer. No, but but I, I don't know why. Thinking like, men's I, movies usually aren't. I, I think, know? yeah, I think, I think what I really liked was how it kept flipping the kind of film that it was, you know? Like, um, it, it started out... Fairly straightforward. Kind of straight yeah, no, I was mail, just thinking that, know? like that opening bit, you're you're literally Gawain Knight going on quest. Yeah, even yeah. even with the you know, it starts to get a bit weird with the Green Knight stuff. Yeah, I love the fact that apparently the reason that that's written in a letter is because the the director is, is a, loves handwriting. Like he just okay. couldn't do it any other way. Nice. So he's like, it has to be a handwritten letter that we read out. Um, great scene. Like by that point, you're in. I was balls deep like i i was thinking to myself oh my god this might be the best fantasy film okay so ever a made. good point to bring up because that's like minute 10 minute 15 mm. like that's important with a film like this that mm. has to grip because the first five minutes actually are just the opposite to me the first five minutes i was like oh no like this is this is kind of slow i, I like that patel and game game I'm, game I'm of thirsty. thrones game <laughs> That, 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 but that's not necessarily a bad thing and yes we are thirsty for Dev Patel by the way yeah. no, let's just give a shout out or shout outs to we we appreciate good looking men on this show Jesus Dev Tall, oh, tell me your workout brooding. routine I, I know I want, I, want, I want to do it I have his hair I can do it I, I, but, I want that beard he was, yeah I know he oh my god the beard is so, so good, good. <laughs> and, and you know Alicia Vikander also I am desperately in love with her I think she's um, interesting though, because I felt like the girlfriend portrayal of her they deliberately like made her ugly you know not like they cut her hair short they put her in rags yes and then for the lady like then you're like oh by the way this is what she really looks and like and that's what and that was another thing why I thought that maybe because she was quite boyish I thought that maybe that was no, no, no. Totally things. see where you're coming from with it, yeah. Uh, but but I thought the dual, you know, the dual role within the film, like, oh, she's so good. And I've always loved Joel Edgerton, man. I remember seeing him on like an Aussie, like drama. I was going to say early the problem 2000s. I have with Joel Edgerton, I do love him, but I yeah. always remember him from like when I was a fighter and I watched. Oh, I think it was Buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah the, the Warrior. The Warrior, that's right. Which he, I must have watched it like 150. Yeah. It's in Tom Hardy. Yeah, and it's a right. shit fighting film, right? <laughs> but it, it was a hit, man. Oh, I loved it. it. I, love I, I have it, you know? I have all those films. Those are the yeah, ones, yeah. That those, those are my 10 o'clock, like, yeah. on time. But he's, but he's actually quite a good actor. Very talented. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. like, don't take it from that. Like, he's been in a bunch of other things. I just always remember him in that role. Yeah, yeah. Because he's the old guy that comes back, you know? And very kind of 
small cost, you know. I think that's I mean, the other way you get to your fifteen million in cost is you're not taking you, you have a few named actors that are known for indie, so they'll do it on hopefully mates. Not when we say mates rate, mate rates would be like SGA rates. Like right. when we say that, we're talking about guild, some of the guild minimum guild rates, yeah. you know, because that's ultimately as an indie producer, if you want to get a good cast together of of talented actors, I would suggest try to get them on guild rate. You mm. know what I mean? Don't say I want it for free. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. <laughs> I'm learning that more and more and more. The more we we had like a production meeting with one of our production friends in Georgia, and you realize just how hard it is in the film industry for people to generate money. Yeah. And it's like I don't because I have a day job that we're, has we're lucky that we paid my bills for yeah, a long, long and, time. And I'm okay living at home. <laughs> so this is what we mean. Like we get better about that because I used to get looked at by people and I was like, I'll get them all for free. Don't do that, guys. Don't yeah. be that producer because you're not helping anybody if you're making people mm-hmm. work, yeah. you know, long hours for no money. Yeah. So yeah, small cast but good enough. Yeah. And I mean, and, and he—that's the other thing we were going to talk about the actors. He gets some great performances out of people. Yeah. Like like Morgana, you know what I mean? Yes. She was brilliant. Absolutely. Um, I've only ever seen her before. And she's in, in lots of TV. Yeah, TV sh- uh, TV shows and stuff. And then Sarita Chowdhury. Yeah, and so I, but so impressive. Yeah, you know, yeah. with without a lot of words too. That's the other thing that was great. Maybe that's another reason it works with a smaller cast. Is mm-hmm. the reason I love this film a lot more than a bunch of others is, and especially more than the script I've been writing is like there's virtually there's like so little dialogue. Mm, yeah. Like he doesn't want to tell you anything. He just yeah. wants to show you things. I I thought I would be annoyed by the scavenger, but I really liked him. Oh, the dude that the yeah. dude that sets him up at the yeah end, yeah. And then, Barry Keon, who's actually in um, the Eternals. So okay, yeah. so okay. Here's a good one for you because you, yeah. you another quiz because you hate my oh, quizzes, but you might gosh. get this one. Do you know where that's coming from? The, that Barry is a reference to something, and that scene is a reference to a scene. I don't know. No. Barry Lyndon. I've never seen the movie. Oh, okay. but I know you I've love seen Kubrick. It, I've seen it like once. So apparently um, there's a scene where where the guy gets robbed or whatever yeah, on the scene. Yeah, that yeah. was a direct like that was literally in poaching. Interesting. Scene, which okay. I thought was cool. At the Battle of Baden. One of one of the best shot films of all time. Is like it? it yeah. Is it? It just, I've just, never watched it. Yeah. It, it's, it's the historical one, right? Yeah. That's why. Because yeah. I, I was always like, oh, boring. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember him from 1917. He was one of the kids on the boats. Was he? Yeah. All that, right. That rescued. Um, you know, one of the pilots uh, okay. that went down and stuff. But I, I really liked him. I thought he was, um, I thought he was good. Oh, he's um, wonderful. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I just, it just was, you know, especially with the switcheroo. But then, like, the, the important thing with that is, like, what happens sometimes, and this is just me nitpicking, but it, with other movies, not this mm. one. What happens with some movies with the switcheroo like that, because mm. I've seen it six billion times, right? Mm. Is you get to that position of power where the person has now taken the things from the other person and then somehow magically they become this mastermind, this like <laughs> uber powerful whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. no, they're robbers. They're yeah. idiots. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? That's why they rob people because they yeah. can't get a normal job. Yeah. Like, they did a brilliant job of that. Yeah. Being like, no, these are sca- these are these are people that live you know this way. They yeah. have to rob to, to survive. And you know he's running around with the sword like an idiot. Like yeah. that's what they would do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but again, it, it it just goes so nicely into these like the trials of of the night and that's what it's supposed Uh, to be right so that's the poem and that's what the poem is written for so again you're sticking to the core of the story which Mm. is a a, you know knight's tales were always told as an allegory Mm. an allegory to teach you something about life and the going the great ingraining the the green knights all about honor you Mm -hmm. know honor versus you know will he come back the year later to do what he's supposed to do Mm -hmm. and i don't know if you knew but in this 
Do you want me to ruin the real story for you? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So in the real story, he doesn't take off the sash. Okay, so, he so receives, he's still protected. He, he gets a nick on his neck, and he's mm. there's a reason. Like he gets a nick on him as a reminder that he was dis, that he was dishonest. Okay, and so it's a constant reminder to him that he was not honest Honorable. with the Green Knight. Mm. But he lives and he moves on, and that's okay. kind of like the crux of the story. At the end, is like, well, Gawain lives on, but he remembers, and he shouldn't have been a bad person right, right, by right. wearing the green <laughs> the sash and not getting his you know his head chopped. Off. Right, right, right. So whereas right. this one has changed, and I like that the director said, "Fuck that!" Like if I'm telling you a moral story, it's got to be immoral. Mm. So he tried to cut off Dev Patel's head, but then people wouldn't. wouldn't put off it, so. <laughs> yeah. so instead, he just had the Green yeah. Knight. Yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I would, I would love to have seen like people's, you know, notes on on. Well, and the, the shitty thing is because the the DVD and everything is already out in the states. Like this has already been released. It has doesn't have distribution aside from Prime here mm-hmm. from Amazon here, which is another interesting thing. This is this is me, and hopefully we don't need Amazon to give us a to give us a green light anytime soon. But listen, they stuck Amazon Studios on the front of that, and it did piss me off a bit. Because like you didn't fucking make this movie no. just because you're distributing you it. Took, don't, yeah, you, don't, you took advantage. And it, the problem is, it's because yeah. I don't see Amazon Studios. I see Jeff Bezos, and I'm like, yeah. Jeff, don't you take this film. This isn't your film. You wouldn't like this film you even if you watched it. You took my bookstores. You took my CD stores. You're not having this. You're not having this film. You're not having this artsy film, right? But even worse, it was like Netflix. I'm like, no, no, you cannot have this artsy film. No, it belongs to Apple TV or no one. <laughs> or Disney. Or Disney. <laughs> no, I mean, it just was interesting when I saw that. So I don't know how distribution is going to go is what I'm saying. Like, it's not on iTunes, which is usually where I buy because I don't like to have the physical copies anymore if I can mm. avoid it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't available there. Yeah. It, the Blu-ray, you have to import in from the US. Mm. But what I was saying about the extended stuff, like, he doesn't, he didn't put any of, like, they didn't shoot it. They didn't, there's no, like, deleted scenes because I would have died to see this mm. ending he's talking about yeah, with yeah, Dead yeah, Patel's yeah, head yeah. just getting chopped right off. Yeah. And they never, you know, I don't think they filmed it. Interesting. Okay. I mean, yeah, for that budget, I can't imagine there was no, much that, that you, didn't... You say that. Did you see the second unit for pickups, though? No. Was I was expensive? I, because I saw the budget before, like, yeah, yeah. I was... It, it, like, they did... I don't know how big it was. It was a pretty big crew they yeah, had for yeah. pickups. Like, yeah, yeah. that's just showing you, because this is the discussions we have on set. Yeah. You can always get pickups, okay? Like... Yeah, if something doesn't make sense... Like just don't make just sure leave you it. Schedule, uh, schedule your schedule pickups, pickups. You know what yeah. I mean? Or 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 have you know at least you know for me, if I'm production planning, it's in the contingency planning. It's like we're going to do an extra but day don't, of pickups. Don't don't do what Fantastic Four did and let um, was it Katie Mara like change her hair and then have another wig. Yeah, yeah, like really. I remember you telling this on the podcast before, <laughs> and I still haven't watched this film yet. That bad, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty bad. Pickups Pretty bad. or new film, you know. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Um, I loved it though, man. Like, like overall, I know we've 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 bounced around all over the place on this, but the acting, the story, the cinematography. I thought the music was really good. That they had a really great eerie vibe to, and that's where I wish I was the in the music. Theater. That's where I was like the Aerie Astrobit. The music yeah. to me sounded like Midsummer. Yeah, like it yeah, literally yeah. sounded yeah. like Midsummer to me because they had the high cries, the sweet, all that Swedish noise they put in it. It was mm. so beautiful. Yeah, yeah it yeah, came yeah. out in this as well. The cries, the whatever, and maybe that's how you have to make an artsy film like this with that ethereal kind of tone, so people don't I get think, so stuck yeah. in the mires with it. I think so. I think I think it, it creating an, an environment because you you did kind of feel tense, you know. Because of, of the music and the tones and the that's another you know sound design like mm. yes I would say the whole thing is disorienting mm. just like the visual is disorienting mm. so is it but not in a bad way in a more of a curious way I guess yeah I, I think I think it it never goes too far 
either visually or sound wise no it, 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 for me and again this is us like this is the way we are like it just always wanted more so like some mysteries I haven't figured out like mm. i love the painting that she makes of him but i'm never quite oh. sure what that's supposed to be like the camera obscura i i, I love that's that. what it is yeah, isn't it yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. i was trying to think what is that mm. you know what I mean? that's what it is yeah and then he's got it flipped the other way around when he's sitting on the throne at the end and yeah. i just was like Interesting. Yeah, that, that is interesting. What is that supposed when, to yeah. mean? You yeah, know, yeah, is, yeah. That, is that is that like is, was he portrayed upside down because his future in that role was dishonorable? Mm. And so, well, I mean that that that's just kind of how the technology works when 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 you do that when you put a pin hole and you let the light come in, it creates the image, and I guess and then she she painted uh, the wall for it to to react and stuff. Mm. But yeah, I was very curious as to why it was there at the end, and yeah. Like, I did wonder. Mm. No, it's just, they were just, that's, that's the kind of films we like. It takes you, you know, multiple watchings, <sighs> multiple sit-downs with it. Rewatchability. And and for those of you who listen to this show as indie filmmakers, you know, want to know what can I gain from this? What This is another one where this, the podcast and the Vanity Fair article would teach you a truckload mm. about how to make a good indie film. Because I think that's the problem I'm seeing now because we're all involved in multiple productions. I sound like Steven Spielberg. Multiple things are going on at once. None of them are getting finished, by the way. But, <laughs> but there's always this kind of flight from quality with some of these groups we work with. And I just don't understand it because it's like we don't have any money. We don't have anything. And it's like money's not ever really the issue if you have time. If you don't have time or money, then yes, your quality is going to suffer. But there's a there's a base, there's a bottom that if it's your first film, mm. your second film, that you never want to deviate from, in my view. And maybe that's Ed's influence on me because Ed films that way. And we, we basically have it. We don't mind our YouTube videos, especially when they first came out, maybe looking a bit down and dirty. Now they look much better, Ed. But, you know, and we don't mind the podcast being a bit grainy at times or whatever. But if we're going to show you something we made, like mm. it has to look crisp. But you know that's when you end up. What's the name of of um, the filmmaker? Anna Billier, who, who won't talk to me because I uh, said too many times. And it's you know the, the funny thing, Anna, is what happens is I say that on a podcast because it's going to happen to me. I'll have this. I'm working on a script right now that will probably take me now eight years. So it'll be my fifties when this finally comes out, and I'll be like, I told you I'd get it done, because it's a passion and you want to get it done and you wanted to do it right. Yeah. And I guess that's the end point is here. Go to Ari Aster. Go to this guy. It's detail. Look at the details. Those costumes are done to nines. Like there's no build a, build a team as well. Trust your team. You have to because yeah. yeah. how can you make all this stuff otherwise? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's the thing. Like he didn't make those costumes. He had a costume designer, a very good costume designer. He didn't shoot the shots. He had a talented DOP there. Like this isn't done in isolation. So the, I guess, yeah, the first thing that Ed points so out rightly that we run into the problem with sometimes is the first thing is go get yourself a good team. Mm. Um, it's the number one problem we always have with our productions. I can come up with umpteen ideas, but getting the right people together to make the film is, wow. It's like, tough. Very difficult process. Yeah, yeah it's hard so, to and, and don't, I guess what I would say is don't shortcut on that. Don't mm. take a lesser whatever you know, because you think it's the only way we're going to get this and done. And you will always be tempted to do that with sound. Believe me, that is mistake Don't number one. Don't ever do it with sound. Yeah. <laughs> that is mistake number one. Yeah. Just don't. Los Manos. What was that movie we saw? Yes. <laughs> Los Manos. Yeah. Manos. Oh, my God. Oh, God. God. So bad. Oh God. But 
Yeah. Anyway, like a story I'll tell you off mic, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we've been talking you off, I think, a long enough time here. We're going to let you go. Next week, I'm not quite sure what we're doing yet, Ed. It might be The Eternals if I can talk you into watching it. I'm going to go see it on Thursday. That'll probably be the determinant. If I can, if if it's decent, then I'll be like, yeah, we should do the Eternals. If okay, it's, I'll wait. You'll be my my canary in yeah, the coal mine. If it's the worst movie I've ever seen, at least the worst MCU movie I've ever seen, then I'll 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 we'll sing. find something. I'll else. sing. I'll okay. be like, okay, let's go back into the repertoire and find something <laughs> else to watch. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Salma Hayek. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, folks. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Please, again, put comments, questions, anything. The Green Knight was something that we preferred debate or proffered debate with people, so please debate it. Put it in the comments and see what other people man. think. Let us know what you think. All right, folks. Love you much, and see you next week.